This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I don't know about effort and defense, but someone who I think would help them with processing, basketball IQ, veteran leadership, dare I say, is their most recent opponent. And again, we're recording this on Tuesday night. Their most recent opponent was the Philadelphia 76ers, where one James Harden went. I don't have his stat line in front of me, but he went for like 29 and 10 or something like that. 28 and 10. It was a 28 and 10. And the guy is just still really, really excellent at basketball. I mean, he's not nearly as explosive and as dynamic as he was when he played with the Rockets. And we're going to talk about this a hundred times. Uh, probably throughout the off season, but did did it feel like whenever whenever they play? And I don't only get to play twice a year with them being in the East now, but does it feel like whenever you watch the Rockets play against James Harden that he's basically just everything that they're lacking? Like what he offers as a basketball player is essentially everything that they're lacking from playmaking to shot creation to uh to the obviously the three-point shooting basically everything except what we would probably characterize as effort and defense it was not things that are synonymous synonymous with james harden um, but even there i think he would be better than a lot a lot of what you've seen for the rockets defensively uh does it does it feel like that whenever you watch them uh sort of head to head well, I mean, obviously, because they don't have anybody who does well. You know, I shouldn't necessarily say that because um, Harden was pretty bad against them uh, in December, and he was just coming back from yes. a foot injury. Yes, he um, was. That's true. But it, it just stands out how much they missed Kevin Porter Jr. And Kevin Porter Jr. is kind of supposed to be that guy, and he hasn't been able to play. So um, I think if you have Porter – this thing looks a whole lot differently because he is a guy who can get to the rim and create shots for other people. And they just don't have a whole lot of that right now, but yeah, it's clear. Um, James Harden would help them. And if they were to, if, if they're, they've got some cap space um, and Rafael Stone, as he said on Friday, they, they will probably wind up having more cap space than anybody in the league. And so they will have the ability to add a, a free agent and James Harden is a free agent. I think that they will certainly explore that possibility of bringing him back. I don't think that uh, I, I think that he would certainly be interested in a reunion as well. And it makes way too much sense because frankly, they need somebody like that. They need somebody who can just elevate them because will it, will they win a championship if they bring back James Harden? Probably not, but you know, that's not what, that's not the, that's not the curve that we're grading on at this point, because right now they are, they are staring back to back 20 win seasons in the face. So you can't win a championship unless you win, you know, more than 20 games. So, you know, you can't, you can't walk until you can crawl. And right now they're kind of in like the scooting part of, uh, of their uh, infancy. So, yeah, I mean, they, they need something to make them competitive and James Harden would make them somewhat competitive. Yeah. I, I think it's, fascinating that it's just the whole 
you know, we've reached a point now where the grass is not has not been greener on the other side, at least in, in James Harden's first stop. And, and obviously the Rockets have gone through what they've gone through since he's been gone. They've been the worst team in the league. But it, the one thing about it that is weird, is it not weird or awkward to you that this is this flirtation with James is happening, with Harden is happening in the midst of the 76ers actually being competitive and a possible Eastern Conference contender? Like, that's the only part of it that's weird to me. Like, they could win, they could lose, and he could still decide to, to leave either way. But it's not like he's still in Brooklyn. Or, or like he's playing for the Hornets or somebody like that. Like he's playing on a competitive team with a with an MVP candidate, one of the top five players in basketball right now, as he, playing co-star to that guy. And we're having this flirtation of James Harden coming home to the Rockets, where they can't win over twenty games. Like it's an it, it's just is kind of an awkward vibe for me uh, that that this is that this is kind of out there and everybody, everybody, it's like the worst kept secret in basketball or at least in rock in you know, in rockets world that this, that this is something that's realistic that could happen even while he's on a team that could compete for a championship. Yeah. I would not have thought it would happen two years ago, but I mean, a lot changes in two years. And I do think that he kind of understands just, I mean, he does miss Houston. I think that he misses the city. I think he misses the weather. I think he misses a lot of things. And so, um, We'll see how it plays out. Um, I, I would not have thought, you know, it would not have shocked me if he left Brooklyn to go back to the Rockets, but it would be somewhat, I would have been surprised if you would have told me that he's going to leave a Daryl Morey team for the Rockets, just because I would have imagined that Morey, I would have figured that Morey would have taken care of him with the contract. But, you know, if if he would have played better last year, if he would have been healthy last year, if he would have played at a high level, then I imagine the Sixers would have given him that max instead he took a pay cut and he only signed what will likely amount to a one-year deal. So that kind of changed things. And I think that changed the equation for a lot of things. But I, I do think that if he would have been James Harden, the guy who got to Brooklyn the, when originally, and he would have played at that level, then I don't think there's any doubt that he would have gotten the max from Philly, but it just wasn't there. And a lot of that had to do with just how he played last year and just his health. If it does happen, Adam, if they, if they do pursue James Harden and he comes back and all of that, they do the reunion thing. Does that effectively end the Kevin Porter Jr. era? Or is there like, it, and I know we've kind of discussed a little bit here on this podcast that we could see down the line at some point them trading Kevin Porter Jr. But is that, does that basically mean the same thing or am I misreading that? No, I mean, you need – it's not like James Harden is going to come in and play 40 minutes a game. I mean, I think that Kevin Porter Jr. can very easily come off the bench for you if that's what, what they wanted to do. Um, the contract, though, is very tradable because only, um, only the first year of his contract is guaranteed. So if they feel like, you know, they, they want to move on from him, it's not the hardest contract in the world to trade because if you are um, – if you're the team that might be trading for him, you've got some protections with that contract if you're not totally sold on him. So I, I don't I don't think it ends the era by and also let's not forget James Harden and Kevin Porter Jr. are very close. I mean, the, the, those two have, have a, a really good relationship. Uh, I, I think that Kevin Porter Jr. tell you that you know James Harden's a guy that he's idolized in his career left-handed just like Harden when when Porter scored 50 uh, against uh, Milwaukee a couple of years ago, it was Harden the one tweeting about it. 
So I think that those two are, are, are very close. And I, I don't think that for, I don't think uh, if Harden were to come back, that closes off anything with, with Porter. And, and I do think that they would need Porter to come off the bench, if anything, just to really help out that to help out the offense or the, that second unit. So I, I we'll see how that, how that works. And obviously a lot of things have to happen before we can even get to that conversation, but no, I don't think it ends the Kevin Porter. It, it ends the Kevin Porter Jr. as your starting point guard era, but I don't think that that ends anything else. Yeah, glad to hear that, actually, because I think that Kevin Porter Jr. would be better served and would better serve a team in a role like what you described as perhaps a six man, maybe as the the catalyst for your second unit, somebody that can sort of uh, come in, come in there and, and give you and, and give you something off the bench. So uh, I'm, I'm, I'm actually a fan of that scenario. Um, I, I really only asked the question because I think of how Kevin Porter Jr.'s status within the organization has been elevated since his time's been here and I always wonder about the interpersonal dynamics of how that works. Not, but not necessarily between him and James, but him and the organization and sort of taking the back seat from going from being their best player in the dog years to James Harden comes back. And now he's the sixth man. Like I, I would just wonder about the, you know, if like whatever level of ego, and I don't, I'm not saying that Kevin Porter's, Junior's ego is outsized that he wouldn't that he would be above it or anything, but it it would be an interesting change in roles and, and sort of uh, sort of trying to having to take a little bit of a backseat, uh, which would would be an interesting sight, but I think would be a good thing for the Rockets if they uh, if they obviously added a a more traditional type of point guard, uh, whether that be Harden or whoever it is, you know, um, and then let Kevin Porter Junior actually be kevin porter jr which i think could be really good in a uh, in a reserve role this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 